Welcome to Empowered for Life, a weekly audio podcast with Pastor Dr. Dwight A. Smith, teaching the Bible with clarity and relevance, tackling today's topics and issues, bringing healing and restoration into the lives of hurting people. Hello, greetings and welcome. I'm your host, Pastor Dr. Dwight A. Smith, here with podcast episode number 15. Accessing Kingdom Teachings that Relate to Daily Living. Hello, greetings and welcome. Welcome back. Some of you probably have wondered why I've spent so much time talking about God and talking about Jesus. Well, first of all, in order to have a relationship with God the Father, you must come through the door, which is Jesus Christ the Son. And if you misunderstand who God is, then you misunderstand who Jesus is. And if you misunderstand who Jesus is, then your relationship is built on a shaky foundation. And so in order to have a proper relationship with God the Father, and in order to have a proper relationship with Jesus Christ the Son, you must understand, first of all, his character and his nature. And understand that the character and the nature of God does not change, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And understand that Jesus is the expressed image of the invisible God, that he is the visible image of God, that he has the fullness of the Godhead abiding in him in a bodily form, and that he is our example. He is the pattern son for which we must be cut off of. In other words, we must examine his life and follow the pattern. If we examine his life and follow the pattern, then we will be on the right track in our relationship with God the Father. God says we must come by way of the Son. And that if we come any other way, we come as a thief or robber. We must come through the door. And if Jesus is the door, we must come through Jesus Christ. Now, I had a conversation a few days ago on the corner with a couple of guys, and some of them wanted to take me back to Egypt in order to establish our relationship with God. However, we cannot begin our relationship in Egypt. We must begin our relationship with God in Genesis. For in the beginning, God made man and God fellowshiped with man. God walked and talked in the garden with Adam and had a relationship with Adam before Adam sinned. When Adam sinned, sin was then passed on to all mankind. And because sin was passed on to all mankind, we were therefore, our relationship with God was severed because we were then born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And so therefore, God had to redeem us. He had to make it possible that we could be reconciled back to him, that we could reestablish our relationship. And so his son, Jesus, came into the world, born of a virgin, clothed in flesh, so that we could be redeemed. He would shed his blood on Calvary's cross. He would bear our sin. He would bear our iniquity. He would bear the curse of sickness and disease in his body so that we could be reconciled, redeemed, restored back to the Father in a right relationship and live the Zoe kind of life. And so therefore, in order to 
be built on a firm foundation, especially because we are entering into dark times, into times where the truth has been misunderstood, where they are trying to mix, Satan is trying to mix lies with the truth. There are many who are believing these lies and and thinking that they have the truth. So we must establish a foundation, first of all, because if we don't build on a firm foundation, no matter how high we try to build our building, the building is going to come down because the foundation is unable to hold it. So we must have a firm foundation in order that we would be able to stand when troubled times come against us. And that's the foundation that we establish on the rock, Christ Jesus. So yes, as a result of that, we spent a lot of time talking about God the Father and a lot of time talking about God the Son. Now we want to spend some time talking about the third person of the Godhead, the third person in the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Let us begin in John's Gospel, chapter 3, beginning at verse number 3. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of the water and of the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. Here Jesus tells Nicodemus that flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, gives birth to the spirit of man, causing the spirit of man to be reborn, to be born again. And so Jesus tells us that we cannot even enter into the kingdom of God unless we are born again. It is important to know that every person must receive a spiritual birth in order to enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus says that this birth comes from the Holy Spirit, but our spiritual birth is just the beginning of our relationship with God. After being born again, we need to grow spiritually, and our spiritual growth is dependent on the priceless relationship that we have with God through the Holy Spirit. God empowers us by his spirit. God empowers us by his spirit so that we are able to follow Christ in every aspect of our life and in our behavior. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is vitally important in our relationship to the Father because it is through the Holy Spirit that we are empowered to be able to live the Zoe, the God kind of life. And without the Holy Spirit's ministry, it would be very difficult for us to live this kind of life. And we would be powerless to be all that God desires us to be. Also, it would be very difficult for us to achieve all that he wants us to achieve and to influence others in the way that he wants us to influence them. So therefore, it is imperative that we develop a relationship 
with the Holy Spirit. Look at Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power, ability, effective and might after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth or unto the ends of the earth. What is a witness? A witness is one who has information or knowledge of something. One who can give information bringing to light or confirming something. One who has an experimental knowledge of the faith with God, which God honors. Webster defines it as something serving as evidence or proof. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, the triune God. God the Spirit is co-equal in power and glory with the Father and with God the Son. In several books in the Bible, you will find that all three members of the Trinity or the triune nature of God is mentioned together. The Holy Spirit is the active presence and power of God in a person's life. And so if you're expecting to have power in your life today, power, the power of God working on your behalf, you're going to need to have an effective relationship with the Holy Spirit. In John's gospel, chapter 14 through chapter 16, Jesus at the Last Supper begins to identify at least 10 roles that the Holy Spirit will play in the believer's life. Jesus says the Holy Spirit will teach us all things and guide us into all truth. And so if the Holy Spirit is going to teach us all things and guide us into all truth without the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, it is possible we could be led in error. We could be deceived by what we hear because the Holy Spirit is not the one leading us into the truth. He says he will cause us to remember everything that Christ said to us. So the Holy Spirit's responsibility also is to bring back to our remembrance everything that Jesus said to us. He is to testify to witness of Christ to us and through us. So the Holy Spirit's responsibility is to reveal Christ to us. He's to testify to us about Christ. He's to reveal Christ to us and reveal Christ through us so that others will see Christ in us as well. He is to be our helper and our comforter. He's to help us. To help means that he does not do it all by himself. We must make an attempt to establish this relationship. We must do some things in the cultivating and the development of this relationship, spending time with God the Father, spending time with Jesus Christ, spending time in the Word of God, spending time in praise and worship, spending time in prayer. And as we do this, He will help us to come to the knowledge of the truth. He would help us to be empowered, to be strengthened, to be encouraged, to receive comfort in times when trouble is perplexing or bringing a burden upon us, he will comfort us 
through those times. It is the Holy Spirit's job to convict the unbelievers of their sin. So it's not our position to condemn the sinner. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict them of sin. He's the one who's able to touch their hearts and change their minds. He's the one that will woo them, that will cause them to desire to have a life changing experience. And so it's our responsibility to allow him to use us so that this can occur in the life of the unbeliever. It's the Holy Spirit that reveals the righteousness of Christ. What is the righteousness of Christ? Righteousness means to be in right standing. Christ Jesus was in right standing with God the Father. He was obedient even to the cross, even to the point of death. So his standing with God was right and righteousness. The Bible says as we receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, we become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. So we receive our righteousness from Christ. We are made righteous because the blood of Christ is righteous. We are made righteous because we have a relationship with Christ. Therefore, we cannot have righteousness with God. We cannot be in right standing with God trying to come by any other means other than through Christ Jesus. Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enters, he shall be saved. He says, if you come any other way other than the door, you come as a thief or a robber. So you cannot come to God through religion and expect to be in right standing with God. You have to, you must. It's imperative that you come through the door, which is Christ Jesus. He is our righteousness. It is the Holy Spirit who knows the mind of the Father. He knows the will of the Father. He knows the mind of Christ. And so the Holy Spirit will reveal to us the future. He reveals the future to believers. He empowers believers. He gives us the authority and the power to live this present age. He gives us the ability to overcome sin in this present age. So he empowers the believer with spiritual power. He enables the believer to be a powerful witness of Christ. He enables us to be able to witness of Christ in not just word, but also in deed, in action. He causes our lives to be transformed. Therefore, the transformation that has taken place in our lives becomes visible to those who see us, observe us, and know us. And therefore, we become a physical witness of the things that God is doing in the earth through the Holy Spirit because they are being done in and through us. Just before Jesus' departure, he said to his disciples that he had to go away, but he would not leave them orphans. He would not leave them comfortless, that he would send to them another comforter. He said, if I don't go away, then he cannot come. He will be in you. So you see, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. And as he lives in you, he will lead you, guide you from an inward witness 
to the things of God. He will allow you in your spirit to know that this is truth and this isn't true. He will allow you by an inward witness where he will lead you and guide you into all truth. Jesus said he would be another paraclete, another helper, another one just like me. So you see the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. However, instead of having a physical body like Jesus did. He is spirit, but his desire is to live in a physical body. So his desire is to live in you and to live in me. And by living in you and me, he can reveal to us the plan, the purpose, the will of God. He can reveal to us the truth of God. He can enable us, empower us, strengthen us, and cause us to live the Zoe, the God kind of life, in order for us to live a righteous life, in order for us to be in right standing with the Father. So his desire is to help us to overcome this world so that we can live the kind of life that God desired us to live from the very beginning. In our next lesson, we will take a closer look at the nature and the character of the Holy Spirit. We will note that he is a person. We will note that he has feelings and emotions, that he can be grieved, and we will see how important it is for us to have the Holy Spirit in our lives, leading us and guiding us into all truth and helping us to establish our relationship with God the Father and how important it is to have this power in our life, especially as the times get darker around us, especially as the time comes to a close, as we are coming closer to the end of the age how important it is to have the ability to stand in troubled times and how it imperative it will be for us to be in a relationship with the Holy Spirit because he is the power of God working in the earth today. He is the one that is holding back the forces of evil, stopping them from being able to do all that they desire to do. He is the one who is operating and fulfilling the will, the plan, and the purpose of God. And so we must have a relationship with him. We will look closer at who he is and how he operates in our next lesson. Thank you for tuning in to Empower for Life. If you're ready to shake off religion and tradition, to be, to do, and to have everything God purposed for you, then continue to tune in as we answer your questions and reveal to you the mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of God. Feel free to email us your questions and prayer requests at TV at aol.com. That's Empowered for Life TV at AOL.com or visit us online at www.empoweredforlife.tv. Again, thank you for joining us and we look forward to sharing your word with you.